welcome to block rockets expert talk the podcast where we will interview industry experts thought leaders and interesting figures from around the world about blockchain technology and its adoption my name is sagar and i am the head of venture development of block rocket we are one of the leading accelerator program for early stage blockchain startups in germany as a part of our program we invest up to 250000 euro in pre-seed and seed blockchain startups we are looking for the next big thing in the blockchain space so if you know someone or if you think you are working on something exciting then feel free to apply to our program through our website in our episode today we would like to introduce you to klaus kanning ceo of digishares they are building bridges between traditional finance and blockchain technology it is a white label platform for issuance management and trading of security tokens tokenized security some sort of tokenization they are also in the process of closing their late seed funding round i'm excited to talk with klaus about his company and the milestones that are still ahead of them in the months to come so welcome klaus how about we start with a quick intro from your side Thank you uh, Saga very uh, very nice to be here great pleasure to speak to you and looking forward to a good discussion um so yeah so my name is uh, Klaus I'm one of the founders of uh, DidiShares and the CEO um I've got uh, actually a background as a researcher I have a PhD in computer science but I I left academia quite early and went to the business side um my first company was in the AI field it was actually a spin out of spin out of Julie Packard um where i worked as ceo for uh, more than 10 years taking it uh, to a small exit for myself um and then i've also been um an advisor and a mentor for many un- university startups and uh, sort of within the last 5 years or so i've been in the blockchain space getting deeper and deeper into it and uh, getting more and more happy about it i would say uh klaus uh, thank you for your introduction So let's start with like uh, of course uh, blockchain started with bitcoin so so you said you are in space since 5 years last 5 years right so yeah. how what what was that moment uh, when you first realized or like uh, get exposure of bitcoin and blockchain technology yeah. if you guys have a story actually i bought uh, one bitcoin back in 2014 i didn't tell my wife about it because i was afraid she would think i was a total fool but it turned out to be an okay investment I should just have bought more. Um but I didn't I didn't go into blockchain back then. That happened later about 5 years ago where I was working on another project with one of my uh, friends and we were just discussing blockchain and whether we could sort of as a career decision uh, start to uh, go into that space. The ICO boom was happening and it just seemed like a land of opportunities for everyone and uh, yeah we decided to go into it and we actually had uh, a business idea called uh, venture fusion that was really about creating like a decentralized inc- incubator for startups on the blockchain and the idea was basically to 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 actually to tokenize those startup projects even if they weren't incorporated try to tokenize them and create you could say a number of tokens corresponding to ownership in those companies and then using those tokens as payment for anyone participating or contributing to the startup as a kind of bootstrapping mechanism 
it turns out that idea was really hard to get off the ground, but it led us into the tokenization space. And uh, we went to some of the first conferences in Europe on the topic and just decided to dig much deeper into tokenization instead and uh, yeah, become experts in that space. And I think that that's what led to the creation of uh, DDCS and uh, has taken us to where we, we are today. I think uh, your sound, uh, your story sounds really great. So you started uh, like you bought your first Bitcoin in 2014. So must be the price would be like double digit, right? Yeah. Under like $100, $100. But as you said, you are also a researcher. So as a paying researcher, it also might be a good for you that it's turned out to be good for you that you put some time to research Bitcoin and then you yeah. realize like this poten- this technology got huge potential, right? So uh, moving further, you said like you also, of course, you've seen the like ICO bubble. And I think that was the like big time when everyone can raise the fund within fraction of time, yeah. right? Yeah. And that gives also like a advantage and disadvantage as well as. And so that was the moment you realized that you should start DigiShares and to something like useful rather than just speculation. Yeah, so so we came too late too late uh, to the ICO boom and uh, sort of uh, started TDCS really in the crypto window, you could say. So went through some tough times, but but uh, but uh, I would say the last one and a half year, it's been it's, business has been booming for us. There's uh, huge interest in what we're doing, and we get uh, many many requests from. Uh, uh, companies both small and large that are interested in, in trying out tokenization so yeah so it's it's looking really good now i think the the, the market is is opening up for different reasons and it's uh, yeah tokenization space is, is growing fast i think uh, someone said very well that uh, every innovation happens in crisis time yeah. because in bull market everyone is busy making money or doing yeah. some other things so let's start with the DigiShares story, like founding process and how did you find your colleagues and your other team members and co-founders? If you can give us yeah. some fraction, I'm sure you have like good story to tell us. Yeah, so so it was a, it was a, a bootstrapping uh, process. I would say we had uh, very limited funds and uh, we were free to start with and we worked on the product uh, in our spare time, uh, had the full-time jobs, uh, next to it and uh, for for actually for for several years we worked on it uh, in our spare time uh, we did hire a developer quite early that we were able to pay out of the limited funds we had so we actually started the development of the platform quite early um, and about about one year ago we sort of started to get the, the first funding into the company and we actually we started selling the product about one and a half year ago and uh, earning some uh, small amounts of revenue from clients um, but since then, it's sort of been ramping up really fast. So we grow, we grow every month now, and we've been uh, generating significant revenue for for the last year or so, and uh, it's, it's expanding quite fast. Um, of course, today we are very focused on tokenization of of real estate. We selected. We, to begin with, we sort of we were agnostic, you could say, in terms of assets that we worked on, but we just saw a huge interest from the real estate space. So we decided to focus ex- exclusively on that. Um, so today we are sort of building our marketing efforts and our knowledge and uh, know-how uh, with a focus on real estate and, uh, and, uh, and uh, sort of uh, profiting quite well off of that. So... Um, Real estate, of course, is the single biggest asset class you could say that is relevant for tokenization and it has a great value proposition. 
So if we go a little bit back, uh, uh, I think you are building amazing thing. And uh, as you said, like you are very agnostic toward real estate. So how this problem was like solved in the past and what are the alternatives or like substitutes? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, there's a number of uh, substitutes, I would say, but but not none none that are really, uh, really good. So of course, um, real estate is traditional, a very, uh, you could say manual and uh, physical space. So people are meeting to make deals and shaking hands and so on. And they have paper-based contracts traditionally in the past. Um, the real estate space is, is not digitized to any great degree. Um, the processes are generally, you could say, uh, paper-based and manual and antiquated. And um, there's no liquidity. So the, the real estate there's around 200 uh, trillion US of, of real estate assets globally, but only a few percent of that is, all, is, is really liquid to some degree and available for investors to, to invest into. And only a small percentage of the population is, is actually invested into real estate, but a lot more people would like to be and to have access to this asset class. Um, so, uh, so, so yeah, so, 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 so in, in the past, of course, you had, you, you, so you have some investment projects where people with maybe 100,000 and upwards could invest into. So limited to accredited or experienced investors to get access to this asset class. You also have REITs that are listed real estate projects on the stock exchange, giving, you could say, access to any type of investor to invest into it, but being extremely expensive for a real estate developer to get access to. So if you wanted to have your real estate uh, development projects turned into REITs, that's, that is a hugely expensive process. So, um, and then, so you could say there's, there was, in the past, there was very limited liquidity available for real estate developers and investors. Um, and the processes generally were very slow and expensive. So we are changing that with blockchain technologies and trying to make the processes much more digital and much more automated, both in relation to investing, to sort of corporate actions like paying out dividends and so on, transferring assets cross borders and uh, you could say doing accounting and auditing and all that stuff. But also most importantly, I would say on the, on the trading side, trading has been extremely limited in the past. If you want to ex wanted to exit your real estate investment in the past, it, it was a yeah, very expensive process and time consuming process. And, and typically people would be stuck with their investment for five, six, seven, eight years. Um, and not not easily being able to liquidate their position. But now, sort of using blockchain technology, we can offer any real estate developer their own marketplace that they can run, giving their investors the ability to trade in a peer-to-peer -peer fashion. So that's a total new innovation that is only possible due to blockchain technology. So it's, it's for people in the blockchain world, it's, it's, it's simple uh, because it's basically just using atomic swap smart contract technology that is also used in all the DEXs. Um, but, but for, you could say, outsiders, it it's, uh, seems almost like magic that it's possible to do it. Um, so com competing companies from the old economy would be real estate crowdfunding platforms, for instance, that are not using blockchain technology, they are typically not able to do any trading on the platform because they don't have the, the digitized version of the assets and they don't have the peer-to-peer -peer trading. Um, other competitors would be, uh, you could say, old-fashioned uh, asset management systems that were used primarily for internal administration, 
and uh, of the of the investors and so on. And of, we have we have that also in our system, but it's just much more automated because we can we can allow the uh, the real estate developer to to self custody that it is less exposed on the, the you can say the currency side, but also on the security side. And it gives us a lot more possibility to digitize and automate. So long answer, but but there's a lot a lot we can do to improve over the. Uh, you could say the the processes as, as as they were carried out in the past. Interesting. I mean, uh, indeed, like a real estate, it's still a highly liquidated market, and like everyone wants to have some sort of real estate in their lifetime, and that's like I think also going to be like biggest heritage properties in upcoming days when the baby boomers going to give yeah. to the millennials and we will millennials invest in crypto, love- not in uh, not in uh, fiat. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's true. I mean, I mean, uh, this is the one of the biggest use cases. Like, uh, you can liquidate highly liquidated asset, or you can do the tokenization, and yeah, definitely. So you say like yourself uh, about like you are a researcher, and you definitely like perfectly like qualify for doing these things. But let's talk about your team. Like, uh, how how do you tackle? Uh, and first of all, like how did you like make your team like who is running like this successful startup? Yeah. We actually built our team together from people that came to us and said they were excited about what we're doing. They'd like to join the team. So I would say half the team is is uh, based uh, uh, based on, on people with that kind of uh, background. So really people that are enthusiastic about blockchain and uh, really wanting to get into it and, and make a career and uh, helping us to realize what we are doing and uh, yeah, democratize access to real estate and uh, Create equal opportunity for investors around the world. This is a good, uh, good cause, um, and it's also, of course, uh, something that is uh, is uh, there's a, a lot of career opportunities and a lot of uh, yeah opportunities general and a lot of innovation. So it's very exciting space. So we have been lucky that uh, a number of people came to us with good skills uh, that we could uh, add to our uh, staff and uh, get into the uh, the company. Um, so we have a really good uh, VP of business development, a good uh, product manager and a good uh, head of development, uh, all people who have uh, yeah, come to us and joined us uh, quite early, uh, but, but could see and could share our vision for how to create a, a, a great company out of this. Uh, then, of course, we have other people that we have uh, hired and uh, based on their skills and so on and their interest in blockchain. Um, generally, we have... Uh, we are around 20 an hour on staff and uh, adding one or two every month. Um, and we have people in, in six different countries. So it's a very uh, virtual and very distributed organization. But uh, this is, this is of course, generally how it is with blockchain companies. Understood. I mean, isn't it fascinating that uh, there is no qualification needed for blockchain? You need yeah. to come with like a high motivation and yeah. your outperforming capabilities. I like and it. I, because because you cannot go with the CV and look for like a blockchain. Of course, you can find nope. like with the CV like blockchain devs definitely. Yeah. But I mean, otherwise, other people, other team members, you can only bet, like just based on their willingness to jump into blockchain as a full time yeah. and player. learn and learn. Yes, uh, I would say so. Blockchain business developers and blockchain software developers are extremely hard to find. Yes. So yeah. So generally, you have to yeah. You have to find people who are motivated and interested and excited about it and then get them to learn, right? 
True. I mean, since this last uh, DeFi run, I mean, the block, uh, like uh, developers, it's really hard to find because they can yeah. create their own code and they can still earn like a uh, yeah. good amount, fair amount of money. Then why yeah. they should, yeah. So moving ahead, like, uh, as, as you said, like you have like 20 team members. So it, it, it's itself in like a, a great achievement for you guys. But I would like to ask more one more time, like uh, about like, what do you think like uh, current status quo of the product or any past achievement, which you think, okay, we did our best and this is like so big or so huge for us so far. Our product is, is, is has been on the market for more than one year. So it's, it's well tested and tried with, with many clients. It has the basic functionality in place. So it, you can, uh, Use it as a crowdfunding system. You can offer different uh, properties or real estate projects for sale and allow investors to go through a KYC process, invest using crypto or fiat, sign subscription forms using a DocuSign integration. There's also a, a very comprehensive corporate management module with share cap table management over multiple share classes. You can have share classes that are tokenized and others that are not. So it gives you a lot of control and flexibility over the process. We also do shareholder meetings and votes and pay out of dividends and so on and other types of corporate actions and then there is this bulletin board marketplace which is i think extremely important for many of our clients because they get to run their own trading facility um, it's a simplified marketplace due to uh, the fact that it's securities that we are trading so it has to be quite limited otherwise you get into a situation where you need to have it licensed with your local regulator so it's like a peer-to-peer bulletin board marketplace where you can issue buy and sell orders and the investors will make their own uh, settlement in a peer-to-peer fashion using atomic swap smart contract so that's uh, that's what we do uh, now and um, i think we've been we we've we have i think a pretty good uh, product market fit with what we are supplying compared to what else is available in the market. And it, it seems to fit quite well what uh, the real estate developers and asset managers need at this stage. Of course, we have to add a lot more functionality around, I would say, reporting and auditing and uh, we say general corporate actions, uh, a lot of functionality that is not blockchain related, but important for the clients that we work with. Um, and yeah, and that's, that's, uh, that's basically it. I'm not sure. I, responded completely to a question but uh, otherwise let me know sure i mean uh then um definitely but it isn't is the like a high uh big issue like in terms of like liquidity because there's like lots of sto platforms are launching yeah. and everyone is going through like more compliances where like with all like uh, uh meeting like a regulatory hurdles but isn't it or uh, like is uh will it be like a big issue for find the liquidity on yeah. some sort of uh, individual platforms for this kind of products yes so regulation is a big uh, uh problem i would say it's not it's not really a problem but it's it's keeping the the, the industry back but it's for a good reason right so the regulators need to find out how to protect investors coming into the space how to make sure that everything is compliant with the existing regulation and so on making sure that we're doing something that is legal and secure and uh, protective towards investors, right? So, so that process has to be um, worked out in in all countries of the world and uh, in many places. Luckily, it's it's already uh, been uh, uh, completed, like in the U.S., for instance, where we can easily operate today. Also in Switzerland and I know in Germany, it's uh, is opening up later in the year. 
Uh, so in many countries, it's, it's possible, but, but that's something that we are very focused on. And we have a network of around 20, 30 legal partners around the world who are helping us understand and uh, monitor developer developments in, in this space. And the other issue you mentioned is liquidity. And this is also a huge issue for the space generally. If you compare the DeFi space with uh, the security token, space you will see the DeFi space has i don't know a million times more liquidity than compared to what we do and it's it's simply because we are trading securities and we are much more you could say tied into regulation and we have to be much much more careful for 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 what kind of liquidity and trading facilities we provide to our our investors and our users to create a regulated exchange or just to create any kind of exchange at all um, like a DEX or something like that, you need to be regulated and licensed in any country around the world. So we can't just put out a DEX and allow people to trade on it. We have to go to jail pretty soon after. So, so this is a process that is much more slow, I would say, in our space to understand, speak to the regulators, understand which licenses do we need to have in place to operate centralized exchange or a decentralized exchange or a DeFi lending facility or anything like that because uh, licenses will be needed in order to process securities. Um, so, so that's sort of dragging out and it's hampering liquidity, but I also think that it will come quite fast once it's opening up. Uh, the security space generally is much larger than, larger than the crypto space, like 10 or 100 times larger. So once we start to get securities into the crypto ecosystem, I think it'll have a huge effect. And also it will give the crypto investors access to real assets that have a real value outside the crypto space and will not have the risk of suddenly dropping to zero. Um, so there will be many, uh, many, a lot of new innovation and many new opportunities coming from, from that. But I think we can already see that in the market, uh, there's fraction of heat already coming through the crypto yeah. investors and exchanges. If you see the news of uh, Binance came yesterday, like Dutch uh, government said, like Binance doesn't comply with our yeah. regulatory requirement at all. Yeah. So I think it's it's knocking already at the door. It is. Either Come way, on. like we start doing like a more regulation side way. Otherwise, these people have to find some other solution. But yeah. on the contrary side, the, the whole the idea of blockchain and Bitcoin was to keep away the governments. Yeah. But of course, yeah. they, they cannot stay. I mean, of course, no one can go beyond the, any central body because that's how you can keep the stability in the whole society, yeah. right? So there is no yeah. part of like, a, there is not a 100% solution that you can keep away the no. centralized bodies. And so then everyone have no. to learn. And I think this will be like a biggest challenge for crypto community to compliance with the government. And yeah. I'm so excited. Me too. And we can't be as decentralized as the DeFi ecosystem can now, at least, because we have we still have to, we have, you could say, whitelisting requirements for anyone to hold securities. We have transfer restrictions because it's not allowed to transfer the security to anyone else around the world. Uh, we have um, we have a lot of restrictions, right? So we need to we also have requirements for updating share cap tables, for instance, if it's shares, we are tokenizing and so on. So there's a lot of limitations and restrictions that makes it harder for us to be de decentralized. But there's also a lot of innovation because we have the same goals, right? We would like to make it decentralized as much as possible and interoperable and intercomposable with anything else that's going on in the DeFi ecosystem. But it's, it's harder. 
Understood. So let's talk about your uh, product. What is the market potential for your product? And if you can share your milestone ahead for your product in 2021 and beyond. Uh, we, the, the market potential is, uh, is quite large, uh, I would say. So, so our uh, key client today is basically, you could say, a real estate developer. There's around half a million of those across the world. Um, but there's also, you could say, real estate investment funds and uh, other actors in the real estate space. Um, and they are sitting on trillions of, of real estate assets that we would like to help them to make liquid. We would might, like to help them to digitize and automate their processes and basically give them, you could say, a modern asset management, corporate management system based on blockchain technology. So that's, that's our key market. Um, we would also like to give them access to DeFi lending and to decentralized trading and so on. And that sort of work in progress and longer term goals, but, but that's the market we're playing into. Understood. So basically, what's your long-term vision for the whole company? Like, uh, are you, do you want to just move around the European territory or you want to expand the wings to the US and Asian market? We are all, all from the beginning, we have been uh, uh, very global and international. So, so today, um, I think a third of our clients are actually in the US. Another third is probably in Europe. And then the, the, the remaining third is, is around the world, I would say. So we have clients in Asia, Africa, and South America as well, in the, in the Gulf and the Middle East. Um, but most clients today are, are still, I would say, in, in the US and in Europe. And we actually see the US as, as the primary target market right now uh, because regulations are uh, supportive of what we are doing. So as long as we embrace securities regulation, we can operate quite nicely and easily in the US. Um, and the process of tokenization of equity is, is recognized and understood by the US uh, legal firms. Um, and there's a huge interest also for the US from the US real estate uh, market in, in, in doing this. Understood. As we already discussed about like regulatory hurdles and yeah, of course, nobody wants to go to jail, right? So what are your biggest challenges of today? Like, uh, or like you are most afraid of? Um, it's, it is definitely one of the biggest challenges is, is on the regulatory side, because it's sometimes a bit arbitrary what happens. I would say some regulators, of course, are not, um, do not totally understand what we're doing here and sort of how to best, I would say, device regulation so that it supports, but also protects investors, I would say. So supports the new business opportunities that we're creating, but protects investors at the same time. Um, so, so there is a risk that regulation could be introduced that will hamper the industry in general. I think all of the industry is concerned about that. Um, and that could be critical, of course, for, for any of us and, and, and our business opportunities. But of course, we, I think we are a little bit more on the safe side compared to DeFi uh, actors and the general crypto actors because we are already sort of playing within the existing securities ecosystem and trying to follow or doing as much as we can to follow securities regulation. Um, so I think that is the biggest uh, risk and threat that we see. But also I would say getting access to good uh, talent is becoming increasingly harder and also getting access to funding to support our growth is also uh, not not that easy i would say even though the market is, is quite good right now 
understood yeah indeed it's uh, like uh, if, if there is like a two sides of the even like blockchain based startups the one with who goes with the sustainable way they find always hard time to raise the fund and yeah. the same for the like uh, hiring the new talent while the other side if you see like lots of speculation things going on they raise like a couple of million overnight <laughs> and yeah. they they even though after raising like a couple of 100 million or billion dollar and even though like after 4 years they still trying to find some like protocol which can even like execute some smart contracts but yeah, yeah this space is here to stay but uh, would you like to say some uh, like uh, as a, in a conclusion like in general whole blockchain space about like a our industry or like how where we are heading in terms of like a bigger picture macro level like 10 years from now on yeah so we have a webinar we had a webinar yesterday actually where we had a panel or panel discussion where we also discussed this, this this question here so so where where do we see this industry going longer term and i think the general consensus is that everything will be tokenized within a few years because we see the banks we speak to several banks. The banks are coming into this space as well now. They are trying out tokenization. They are looking at it to, again, to actually digitize and automate internal business processes and become more interoperable with us. And we see the stock exchange is doing it as well. NASDAQ, the big stock exchanges, they are already to, to some degree using tokenization technology. And we see a huge startup industry uh, like companies like ourselves uh, building, creating the building blocks for the tokenization ecosystem to work globally. So we are we are on the issuance side and corporate management side or shack up table management side, but there are other players that are producing exchanges, uh, custodians, uh, many different elements that are needed in order to for the ecosystem to to function and to give full full value. Um, so we we will see that those pieces. Uh, being put into place over the next couple of years. And I think we will also see integration with the DeFi ecosystem, which is very difficult to predict because it will give rise to new securities, new types of securities, new ways of getting value out of your securities and new ways to combine securities, create derivatives and so on. And uh, we see such a huge innovation. So no one can predict that, I think, but that will also, you could say, flow into the traditional financial industry and and they will also want to get access to this um, and then we we will also we will help to make real assets available for the DeFi and the crypto ecosystem so that it will become interoperable and investable and um, available yeah to to that type of investors so that's that's what we will see i think and uh, we are an infrastructure provider and a solution provider for that space so of course we hope to yeah become uh, an important player in that uh, field in that development all right uh, fantastic uh, thanks uh, thank you for joining us today klaus we are looking forward to seeing how your company develops in the upcoming years and all the best for your next funding round as we discussed earlier as i mentioned in introduction you are uh, like almost closing or like raising late seed round and yeah thanks a lot for joining us once again thank you very much it was a pleasure thank you so much for joining us today we hope you enjoy our discussion remember to subscribe to our channel to get up to date with the latest news in the blockchain space links in the description box below please also reach out to us if you are blockchain startup or know anyone who is looking for funding Talk soon.